Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Red, White, and Brown with Lives. Shreya, Mira, and Michael. And we have an action-packed week for you guys because we actually got a chance to watch three different things, all of which were like wild and highly anticipated for, for 2022. So let's see, do they actually match up to our expectations? We are starting off with Indian Predator, The Diary of a Serial Killer, which was out on Netflix. Then we're going to go back to Brahmastra Part 1, Shiva, which was actually out in theaters. So if you got a chance to catch it, I hope you didn't because I, I wish I didn't watch it. And then lastly, we'll finish it off with Hulu's Seven Days. So let's go ahead and get it started off with Indian Predator. Michael, what is our overview? What did the audience miss? Okay, so I first have to start this out with a giant trigger warning because this might be one of the most gruesome like series I've ever watched. Uh, if you're very squeamish towards severed heads, mutilated corpses, you know, just like, human organs being like displayed around or just the thought of like someone eating someone's brains out like literally that uh, this might not be the show for you but for those that like that kind of stuff um this is actually probably one of the coolest i would say like true crime series that i've ever watched um once i got past like you know the squeamish parts and the gruesome i really got to see kind of what you know what this docuseries uh, was all about so just for a brief context um, what Indian Predator is about in 2001, journalist Darina Singh's uh, helpless and dismembered body was found after going missing for several days. And eventually they arrested a local politician, or uh, the husband of a local politician, uh, Raja Kalander, um, aka Ram uh, Niranjan. Uh, and they were arrested for the suspicion of the murder. Um, pretty much they found out that there was a diary that this person had with a bunch of names, about 14 people. And they were eventually able to find out sets of human remains um, on this pig farm and so this series takes you on a journey of just like theories of what may have happened um to you know what, what may have happened with this uh serial killer it kind of gives me a little bit of like silence of the lamb type vibes and it takes a little bit look into the cast system as well like a lot of these theories uh, really dive deep into a lot of different avenues um on not only why the murder may have occurred in the first place, but two, just like, you know, as someone who's not very familiar with like the Indian caste system, I was definitely getting some vibes that like, um, you could see that there was like a lot of prejudice behind like tribal culture, I would say. Does that sound right, Em? Sure, yes. Mm -hmm. And with that, like, you know, for me, and I think this series is also intended for a non, you know, Indian-based audience as well. I really think that if you're a viewer that you know, may not be really familiar with um, the caste system in India, that this is pretty interesting to see on how, you know, kind of like the profiling can happen in that area. Um, overall, I liked it. I'm really looking forward to some of the installments coming, but it's very gruesome. Um, so I'm sure, I don't know if you guys are able to sit and enjoy this kind of stuff, but those are my thoughts on this series. Not at all. It was really gruesome. It took a lot for me to sit through it. Definitely, of course, there were only three episodes to the entire series, but with those three episodes, it literally made uh, made me cringe. Especially because uh, you know they there was there was a lack of evidence uh, against. The, I mean, there was, there was huge lack of evidence, but this guy's reputation, Calandra's reputation, was that of a ritualistic cannibal. And that reputation remains till day for sometimes, you know, I don't know how fables are created around serial killers. Um, you know, as as they say, when, when the series starts off, they say, you know, there are murderers and there are, you know, 
people who commit crimes, but serial killers are method criminals. They should just be found and hanged. And that was what that's what that's what the journalist said, you know, the journalist being interviewed. Um, this is, of course, you know, we we reviewed the first uh, installment of Indian Predator before this, uh, which was um, the Delhi murders. So this is the second installment of the Indian Predators true crime franchise. And it just gives you a more in-depth analysis uh, of the circumstances that led to the public characterization of Roger Kalander as a ritualistic serial killer. And of course, as Michael said, trigger warning, uh, the gruesome archival footage with interviews of victims' families, law enforcement, and various witnesses and experts, um, and their perspective about Dhirendra Singh, who was a journalist who was, who was murdered. And of course, um, the complicated legal uh, legalities that were wrapped around this entire case. Um, who's this guy, Colander, who's actually now serving a life sentence, and his children actually say that he's innocent. They keep proclaiming uh, that they're innocent. But um, I, th I thought the entire series uh, leaned more towards sensationalizing uh, this entire two crime. What do you think? You know, I think um, at the end of the day, the, you know, there were, there were definitely a lot of implications of Colander, you know, being like a ritualistic cannibal priest. Uh, a lot of assumptions too that he was eating the brains. And I do agree like with the style that this was kind of put together, it did kind of sensationalize it a little bit. And the way that you would watch, you know, as I was saying earlier, the movie Silence of the Lands with Hannibal Lecter, there was like a sort of, you know, since, since what would you say? Uh, sensationalizing, um, you know, the villain, the, the cannibal per se. Um, but it's, it's interesting because I think that's what makes some of these things so gosh darn fun to watch. Um, but at the same time, it, it is like very, you know, it, it kept me on the edge of my seat. Reading the theories was uh, pretty interesting, but I do have to put myself, um, uh, into like the present day context that this is something real that happened. And there are a lot of allegations this person was innocent as well. So, um, uh, which makes you think even more. What exactly happened? What are the 14, you know, names and what are the stories behind all those? Is he actually, you know, a brain eater or is this really just someone that may have been framed? Well, he, he kept saying throughout the series that he's completely innocent of all the crimes that he was convicted of. So. We love you and we know that you love us here at Red, White and Brown by They That Lives, Shriya, Mira and Mike. And we are going to switch gears and talk about Brahmastra. Part one, Shiva, which I got a chance to watch in theaters. I actually watched it in Telugu. And the reason I say that specifically is because this star-studded lineup is full of stars from all across India. And by all across India, I mostly just mean Tollywood and Bollywood. So in like, you know, in the most realistic sense of like what we pay attention to the most coming out of India, those are two of the like, I guess, like most watched industries. And so we have Ranbir Kapoor and Ali Abad, who if you guys don't know, actually met on the set of this movie for the first time ended up falling in love eventually got married now they're having a kid and this this movie's finally released so it's like a timeline of like their relationship and we also had Amitabh Bachchan we had Shah Rukh Khan we had Nagarjuna we had Moni Roy oh my god everything about this movie was setting it up for success I and believe Shreya, bef yeah. before you dive into that I just want to also elaborate on what the anticipation was and kind of like the excitement around this the budget Go for, for the movie was huge. 
I saw the trailer with this with M in the theaters. And I remember both of us. Way back in fe- February. Way back in way, way back in February, February, I saw this trailer and I was immediately hooked. I was really ready for this. However, I did see Ramgir Kapoor and um, Shamshara, and I knew that that one wasn't doing so well. So I didn't know how Brahmastra would do. So first, I just want to kind of start that off by saying, Shreya, what were your expectations? And then kind of dive into whether or not it was met or not. Okay. So what I went into it hoping was an Indian Avengers. I wanted it to be like the most iconic concept of a of an action movie meets like the superhero style like blockbuster i wanted it to do well in the box office i was excited to go see it and the fact that it was made in multiple different languages as it was released i was like it has to it has to be good like what however much amount of money i spent on this ticket has to be worth it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't come on like i saw these names in the cast you were right mike boy saw the trailer and it was supposed to be so good. And for any of you who haven't seen the trailer or the movie, it actually follows the story of Ranbir Kapoor, who is part of something called the Brahmanch. And the Brahmanch is these the protectors of these like elements, basically. The elements that control the universe, that control the world. And in that, there's something called the Brahmastra, which is like something that controls the entirety of the universe. It's like this element that controls the entirety of the universe. And this Brahmanch is built to kind of control all the little pieces around it so each of them have their own power some one owns the power of like nandi which is the power of a thousand bulls and like they're all like really interesting powers someone owns the power of the sword someone owns the power of air someone owns the power of fire like all of them are are basically like powerful figures but they're all it's they're, like they're, ma- they're, they're marrying a lot of indian mythology into yeah. the cinematic universe with good exactly. special effects Right. exactly what i thought exactly it pulled in so many elements of this concept of greek mythology mixed with like infinity stones so the story follows just this one specific person shiva who's played by ranbir kapoor who owns the power of fire like agni but he just doesn't know it now in this process of him learning that he was born into the brahmanch and he just you know he never knew that because he was an orphan he runs into alia Bhatt's character and he falls in love and he's like you know what this entire time in my life ever since like i've never met my father you know my mother passed away when i was really young so i, I haven't really experienced love or someone who's like my own and once he meets her it's just like an instant connection for him he's like something about you has brought me back to me but in that process he realizes that she ignites a part of his heart that also ignites this fire, this power with him that ignites, like, you know, his power for fire. And that's when he starts coming back into touch with it because that power takes him on this journey where he's like, oh, I'm really part of the Brahmanch. And I, I won't tell you guys exactly what happens because I'm going to ruin it. But he finds out that he was, he was actually born into it. Like, and the story follows like, his parents and we'll run into all of these we'll run into like Nagarjuna's character we'll run into Shahrukh Khan's character who all play different people who like lead him on the journey to figuring that out like figuring I, out I have a trivia about Shahrukh Khan's character before go you go, go on with that Shahrukh Khan's character plays a scientist called Mohan Bhargav uh, by the way this is the char- same character that Shahrukh Khan played in a movie called Swadesh years ago he played the scientist with NASA who visits his village in India and then stays back because he has to do something for the country. There's no electricity. There's, you know, he tries all these methods to, you know, help his village um, come, come, come into, just help, help his village with his knowledge of science. 
So that character was Mohan Bhargava and so is this character. I love when they tie things in like that. That what? Yes, yes. For all of you out there, we better see you guys tweeting us. We better see you guys commenting on our Instagram. That is at Daisy's Live. Graham or on Twitter. That is at Daisy's Live. We're even on Facebook. You know what? We're probably on your grandmother's Facebook too. That is at Daisy's.live. Don't forget to tell us what you guys think about that. And did you even know that fact? We bet you didn't because I mean, Mike and I probably didn't. So in, in this process of the story, guess who stole the show? The person who plays the villain are incredible Moni Roy. That girl, that girl is our modern day Nagin. She comes from this background of these cynical characters played in modern day Bollywood, like, you know, Hindi serials, right? And she was built for this role. Like this girl knew what she was doing. She has played these characters. She, this archetype is like in her blood and you see her on screen and immediately you know that she's stealing the show. Like in, in the wide scheme of every single person who played in this movie, she was the one. That girl carried it to the end. She carried this movie on her back, y'all. She carried it on her back. And am I excited to see part two? Yes, because I think the story is exciting. Did I like part one? No, because did, did you see that small little one minute cameo of Deepika Padukone? No, what? Where? She is going to be in part two as the water element. You're joking. Did you, didn't you see the cameo? Well, you know, it was... this is how we know that Shrey didn't enjoy it because she missed out on these little. Wait, is yeah, she, 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 she was looking at Nagarjuna and she's trying to figure out where Ranbir went and where <laughs> Ranbir, Ranbir Kapoor's dance. And I don't know how they can fit There's in. so much happening. In a cinematic universe, they have time. You know, all the Avengers series and all the cinematic universes yes. that we've seen from MCU, the amount of romance that those guys have done, those characters have done, this movie does it. Literally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I hate. What's with yeah. the romance? What is with the romance? Like this plot line, had they turned the romance down from 90% to like 10, maybe 15%, this would have been perfect. Like this would have been perfect. But why do you need so much screen time for Alia who just plays who literally she just questions a throughout the movie? What was her role? She's Nothing. literally asking him questions. Nothing. You know, this is the problem. Not. This was the problem with the last Rambir Kapoor movie, Shamshara, as well. I remember we had the same conversation with the love interest character in that movie as well. Like, this was a movie, and I, I, I want to get into this um, here in a second, but this was a movie that was like kind of like, I want to say, groundbreaking in the Bollywood industry in terms of the special effects, the CGI, and just like, this is something that hadn't been done before. When you do that, it needs to be jaw-dropping. It needs to stay on the point. It needs to stick with, um, you know, everything that it's kind of, you know, hyped up to be. One of those being it's very large budget. Now, Shrey, I want to ask you, was that budget shown in the theater experience? Did you feel like it was $51 million, million. Yes. $51 million spent on this movie. And I will, okay, for the sense that they put a lot into costume, set design, yes. For the special effects, really, bro, really. Like, a oh, lot of the no. times, I would, I would, like, you know, they're supposed to have, like, powerful, yeah. you know, whatever, right? 
you'll see like random colors that don't mix with the color grading of the background, right? Like there'll be bright yellows and oranges and greens. And then all of a sudden the scene will be really dark. And I'm like, you can tell someone like put this post-production, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. who was in your special effects this department? Is Fox, for your... This is a Fox star studio movie. This was, this is, this is backed by Disney. Please, someone answer that question for me. It's like they basically had a whole department that focused on making the movie, the cinematography, and then they were just like, you know what, everybody from animation come in and like nobody talked to each other. They're just like, you know what, wherever they're moving their hand, just put something, like put something, and like nobody yeah. gave them any instructions. Because they were so focused on on creating some depth adult depth in the in the Ranbir-Arya relationship which was stupid because it just didn't it didn't it you know that love affair just didn't make sense mm -hmm. it just she I don't know what she was doing in the movie exactly except for a few moments that special effects doesn't come into play like it doesn't like they could there are a few moments where they create these animals on screen that I'm like wow whoever did that like get them a raise but aside from that like all of the other moments were just so childish it's like really adult movie childish animation where did it come from but you know and you know, compare, can... compare it with with good animation like rrr had yeah. which you can't it's like a poor cousin this is what we wrote in our review too by the way uh, you know that it is a poor cousin to rrr is there's absolutely no comparison and they spent a lot more money on this than rrr ever did that was one of the most cinematically like pleasing movies of 2022 like it was just beyond its time we're so glad you're back listening to us at red white and brown with they sees that lives shriya mira and michael and if you guys didn't hear our review about brahmastra you can obviously just go read it online feel free to check us out on the internet that is at daisies.news and with that i will also give it over to em to tell you guys you know, with the fact that they spent $51 million on the budget, how much did they make? Um, where was their revenue? Over the weekend, uh, I think they'd made around $16 million back. That was the cross that they did on the on the block off. Um, yeah. I mean, after spending $15 million, making $16 million on the opening weekend, you know, it will tip off. But obviously, somebody, Disney will, Disney will of course, show it on Disney now because obviously mm -hmm. they'll have the rights to the movie. Um, satellite, satellite, and uh, web rights to the movie. So I guess wait for it to hit your. Um, this is not. This is of course a movie that you want to see on the big screen because the special effects look good. Mm -hmm. However, uh, given that it was such a big disappointment in in terms of how shallow it was, because the more they went into the Indian mythology, the murkier it. Yeah. <laughs> it just got confusing. It just got too murky. It got muddier for us. So, um, well, wait for it to hit Disney. Yeah. That's and what gotta say. if you don't want to watch something on Disney, you can most definitely watch something on Hulu because we're going to talk about seven days from Hulu. And what was that one about? What does the audience need to know? Well, it is a story about two Indian American 20 somethings and they're pushed into an arranged marriage scenario by the plotting mothers. And you know how mothers do it. They create biodatas on, you know, websites and uh, the mothers had obviously lied in the biodata about the kids because it weren't as they presumed in the biodata. So Ravi goes over to California. He, he flies over to California to meet Rita and Rita's mom is out of town. So Rita meets Ravi 
and uh, just, uh, you know, they kind of start liking each other, but then there is this notification that, hey, shelter in place, COVID here. So she drives him out, but he misses his train, the last train. So he's stuck with her. And as he's stuck with her, he, re he realizes that, oh, the internet resume is all false. She eats meat. She drinks beer. She's just not the person that he thought she is, and as as uh, as you know, as her mother had put up in her resume is, so they're stuck here in in a in a in a place in California, in a house in California, the two of them, and they literally have to live together. She's she's nastily dirty. She literally keeps the things all over the place. He is this mama's boy who has to ask his mother for everything, and he just didn't want to take chances in life, so that very very different people and uh, then it's the story of how you know they cohabit for the shelter in place time time being and how they kind of get to know each other and ultimately they fall in love so i thought it was a really sweet story roshan sethi has directed and written it along with karan soni who actually plays ravi and Rita's played by Geraldine Vishwanathan, who's actually Amer uh, who's actually American Australian, uh, American Australian Indian. So, so uh, between the two of them, there is this nervous energy. Karan Sony plays Ravi so well that you want to literally pick this guy by his collar and give him a couple of slaps for listening to his mother so much. <laughs> literally, I mean, he's literally. Zoom interviewing women for marriage while he's living with a girl. And oh my God, the scenes is super crazy because, uh, you know, he asks them really uh, Indian questions like, can you cook? Will you be able to sit at home? Oh, he has this idea about marriage, which is totally out of whack. And that's what he's been passed on. And she's completely rebellious. She, she does stuff around him she has a, she's, she's having an affair with a married man <laughs> literally he catches those conversations and oh my god it is super funny and it's super fun and i thought i thought it was a fun watch on hulu i thought this was a very similar vibe to wedding season um that we reviewed a few weeks back i thought like um in terms of like the playfulness right it was pretty playful i thought the jokes landed and did you get a similar vibe as well uh, uh i i thought the jokes landed very well what did yeah. you think of the movie because coming from your perspective is different i'm looking at it from a from a very indian american perspective how are you looking yeah. at it? no look so you you hit it right on the nail when you're talking about the scene where he was uh zoom interviewing candidates for marriage i like i thought those were really really funny and i know that like just for my you know small exposures to like some like Indian culture some of those like really Indian questions that he was asking um about it I thought landed really well uh overall I mean it was funny and it's 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 like situational comedy that um hasn't been done very much yet especially like you know as we're coming out of the, the pandemic um with you know some of this like pandemic induced situational comedy I thought it to be really good and you know the, the whole basis of the movie in general two moms putting their kids up on online dating sites to, you know, find them a, um, a partner was like, it was, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And like I said, it reminded me of the beginning of wedding season about how, 
the mom was like, you know, if, if you don't find threatening, someone, threatening if you don't find door, someone, yeah. I'm going to, you know, put you on online dating. Makes me wonder if that's actually something because yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know yeah. a ton about the like I said these um, this culture, but is that is that a thing? Do do parents put their kids on online dating sites for partners? I don't know if it's specifically online dating sites though. I mean, like I wouldn't know because I'm not single. But um, surprise! <laughs> did she just make an announcement? When did this happen? Hard oh, launch. We're hard launching. Disappearing. Oh, we we're hard launching the boyfriend today, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, um, my parents always used to talk about like I'm always more than open to talk about how like I am very open to the arranged marriage process, and not because like. I am sitting here being like, I can literally never find anybody, but because the arranged married process or marriage process in America is different than like how it happens in India per se. Here, it's more rather like my parents would be like, hey, when I went to college, like, you know, I had these friends who settled in like, I don't know, like Michigan and they have a son who's like close to your age. Like, would you like to talk to him? That's kind of how the Indian like arranged marriage process happens in America. Whereas typically in India, you do put your kids up at to a, either a marriage bureau or like an actual online site, literally like Bharat Matrimony and Shabi.com. And you let the matches come in. Like, it's very common. It's not even looked down upon because like, that's just a, that's how they believe it's, like, that's, it's the job. That, that's happened job. many years now. That's happened like through my life. Yeah. Yeah, marriage is just completely a job there where you're like, okay, if your bio data and your resume fits the lifestyle of the person of the other person, then like you two should be together, you know. I have to I have to tell Michael about one thing that used to happen on Shadi.com. And they literally, you know, the, there's this thing about horoscopes. So they had this entire thing about upload your horoscopes, horoscope matching. So that was one service at Shadi.com. Shadi.com literally means marriage.com. Yeah. S-H-A-A-D-I. And then there was okay. this there was this uh place where you would you would define the color of your skin and it would be toast literally all the way from burnt toast to really white bread <laughs> oh no no seriously so you had to choose the color of your skin based on how brown you were <laughs> choosing that bread and that was shadi.com till you know people started revolting against yeah. this entire process but yeah in a marriage in the arranged marriage system in india all these things are important the color of the skin of the girl is important the education of the girl is important but then what is really important is also the horoscope if the horoscope doesn't match you don't do that exactly and it has to be above a certain percentage like for example if you if you know let's just say you were less than 50 60 percent compatible you're like okay they're not good like a good match is considered 50 60 percent above in a horoscope now on the like off chance that you would meet somebody who you have either a really high or really low one with like it depends so if you have somebody who's like really really high let's say you guys are matching like 75 percent above it's basically like you two are match made in heaven like you know your soulmates like you just have to you just like you two are just gonna have such good fortune if you get married to each other kind of thing now if there's somebody you really like and let's say your horoscope is like at 12 percent there there's this superstition that says if horoscopes are super super low like the percentage of compatibility is super low some Something is going to happen to one of the partners if they get married to each other. They believe in like death, like accidental injury, like loss of job, loss of home, loss of stability, something like that. So no matter how much you like the person, if the horoscope is really, really low, you're putting yourself in harm's way is the superstition that they believe. And for yeah. those that and, don't, and for those and that the online don't, portals carried it in their algorithm. Yeah, literally. 
Well, like, like I was saying, for, for those that don't know, the horoscope between Shrey and her new boyfriend, Arjun Rampal, was like 80%. So we'll, we'll He we'll was get my the... boyfriend. What the hell happened? <laughs> well, we'll, you we'll get the new... my boyfriends in a one plus one scheme. I don't like it. She has so many boyfriends. Come yes. on. Look at Mr. I, I have this cr- crush on, on this Taiwanese Chinese a crush list. Canadian. My crush list. Taiwanese. <laughs> Chinese Canadian guy right now. His name is Riley Wong. He's number one on our Hong Kong list for this week, guys. So if you know him, go ahead and tag him under all of our, we'll put like all of our episodes. All of our episodes are on YouTube, which by the way, if you don't watch them, why don't you watch them? Um, go ahead and like tag him. Let's see if he yeah. notices that he's on the Hong Kong yeah. list. Yes, he absolutely is. But about seven days, I have to say that it's definitely a one-time COVID. It's it's a very endearing one-time watch for your list. And um, it's it's not, I mean, it's COVID cinema. So, you know, you get that. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it, it's a two-hander. It's like it's set in one setting inside the, the rooms of that place. By the way, uh, a trivia about this movie is that the movie was shot at Rancho Ramuda. It's a 30 acre working horse property with thoroughbred horses. And this is one of the oldest ranches in Coachella Valley built in 1902 and was once owned oh, wow. by Cary Grant. And it, was, oh, wow. it has been the weekend getaway for many actors like Ark Gable and Greta Garbo. And uh, can you read that? And the entire movie was shot there in a, in, a, in the cottage in in, in this ranch uh, during COVID. So, so I, I absolutely love that trivia. And with and that, I think we're I think we're getting ready for a song. But before we do that song, please comment below, Shram Paul, if you want to see the power couple Shreya and Arjun get on together and um, talk about their new relationship. I think Shram Paul is the new power couple. Shram Paul is fantastic. <laughs> Shram Paul. <laughs> well we just talked about our favorite trivia weekend getaway but your weekend getaway should be red white and brown with daisies.live shri amira and mike and we are joined by a special guest casper who wanted to say goodbye to you guys so thank you so much for tuning in this week we will be sure to be back next week with more incredible bollywood hollywood releases for all of you so stay tuned and don't forget to check us out online feel free to follow us on social media and as always leave comments we respond to everything Thanks, everyone.